Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. You're here with our friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman. And not joining us today, he's off. He's very busy this week. He's doing a big shoot during his day job. Uh, our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, is away. But Max said, you know what? We want to come up with a pod every week. We're going to roll. We're going to do it without Shane. Uh, so sitting in for him for the first time on this pod, very exciting, uh, a member of the Arkells and also my neighbor lives around the corner, lend me some chairs for the backyard recently. I just <laughs> gave them back after keeping them all winter. Uh, Nick Dyka, thank you for joining us. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, Mike. I feel like I have, I think I've been on like once before with Shane. I think Shane was like asking me about what it's like to live with Max, a room with Max. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. So. That, that's yeah. a good tease because that has never aired. Shane was working on something about roommates. Uh, and it, I think it's like going to be like an audio doc. We'll see. if I don't know if it's ever going to come out. Oh. But that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But basically, I wanted to um, push the agenda because that's basically what I'm doing 24 hours a day is just like, what is the agenda? Usually it's, <laughs> it's our cows. Sometimes it's like a much, sometimes it's our bar odds or it's just fr- things that friends are doing, which we're yeah. very proud of. But, um, because odds has just reopened our little sports bar in Hamilton. I was like, you know what? This might be kind of fun to talk about, uh, what it's like to be co-owners in a bar because I feel like every, I think it's more of a dude thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but every guy <laughs> says to themselves and to their friends, you would be really cool if we owned a bar. <laughs> oh, everybody I know has had that fantasy and voiced it like, oh man, we got to own a bar. Like, it's like we go to them all the time. Why don't we just have one that we can call our own and then we don't, you know, we don't have to oh, spend all this money drinking. Uh, so this is going to be a special episode where we're going to talk about sort of like uh, fantasy versus reality because you mm. two do own a bar. Uh, and I want to know sort of your, your perception of what it would be like uh, versus reality uh, now that you're there. So let's start with like how you guys came to this. What, what like did, you, did the two of you just break off and the other guys in the band are like, hey, you want to start a bar? Like, what was it? Who, who brought up the idea first i remember like hanging out at ray's boathouse do you remember that max oh yeah in, um it's off like uh dundurn i think yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. we were just like kind of talking about how there's like i think having like mike was saying like the idea of everybody wanting to do it it's kind of like a variant on the everybody thinks they can run their sports their favorite sports team better than the people actually <laughs> yeah. running their favorite sports team <laughs> And, you know, we were sitting in Ray's boathouse kind of like, you know, loosely complaining about our bar <laughs> options, which is not not meant to be a slight on Ray's boathouse. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and we just like started like talking about, oh, we could do this if, if we had a bar, it could be like this. And, you know, and we, we listed off like 30 ideas that obviously didn't happen. There's no Ferris wheel at odds or anything like that. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so we kind of um, Nick. What was our first steps? Because because basically, odds has been open. When did we open, Nick? Like how long ago? Was uh, that? Like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Jesus. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. And we had, but it had been about two or three years in the making, pun intended, of us sort of like poking around Hamilton, seeing yeah. who'd want to do it with us, seeing what locations were available. Like how? When did we start yeah. poking around? Do you remember that? Probably like 2015, 2016. I feel like that first process was a lot. Um, you know that saying, if you ask for advice, you get money. And if you ask for money, you get advice. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like in terms of finding people to do it with, that was kind of uh, mm. kind of how that process went. Um, whenever whenever we looked for something that cost money, we just kind of 
get advice. But then when we started asking people like, oh, how would like you, how would you guys run a bar? Then they kind of were like, oh, we'd love to do it with you. They want to partner up all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. But like the first, the first like two years were just like literally us talking to people who actually had experience like in the, in the industry um, and just kind of like picking their brains, seeing, you know, taking their temperature and, and stuff like that. And luckily, because of the band, we know like a million people who who own bars. <laughs> yeah. And then so like there's a lot of fun stuff that comes. OK, so like let's like walk through the process. So you've, you you do sort of like find someone that knows what they're doing because you guys have never run a bar before. You've just you've ate in restaurants and you've drank at bars. But I worked at Eastside Mario's, which kind of. Oh, yes. OK, mm-hmm. so there's some experience, uh, which you yeah, got so fired Max from. has the, yeah. the tie breaking vote between him and I because he has <laughs> service industry experience. Yeah, I got fired as a waiter at Eastside yeah. Mario's. So I'm the expert now. And, and Nick, you never worked in a bar. You never had like a summer job washing dishes. No, the closest is I worked in like a food warehouse. Um, okay, but that was the closest thing. No, um, no actual <laughs> bars. Um, okay, so you guys start going down the road uh, with this, and you need to find somebody that has done this before. Because again, you guys hadn't done this, but you guys are in a band, and you're, you, that's your full time gig. Yeah. Uh, so, so you guys like you partner up. You start uh, start building the fun part of the, the 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 restaurant, like the menu, what you're going to serve, drinks, all this stuff, and then the naming. I feel like that's what everybody. Like, how many times have we all sat and be like, "What would we name a bar?" Was that a fun process, or was it like painful? <sighs> I think it, I think it's kind of hard nick I, do, I feel like we had a bunch of names do you remember the names that we have do you have like a spreadsheet nick's very organized i bet you he has the the document no i think i'm looking i think it's a g chat and i have like five g chats <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going on my computer to see if it's actually still up um that's funny but yeah i think there there was like a couple other baseball names like um or sorry basketball names Oh, yeah. What, what, what are they? Do, what, do you want to list them? Um, okay, okay. Here, here. I'm, I got the list. I found it. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So there was short porch mm. spectators. Hold on. Let's, let's slow down. Slow down for a second. Short porch. That would be in yeah. reference to like the, the, a short right field um, distance from home plate. So it's like kind of baseball speak. So it's like if there's a short porch in right field, that means it's not a, a, a far hit to hit a home run. Uh, okay, keep going. Uh, charity stripe. So that's basketball, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. Um, spectator. Spectator mm-hmm. works because that's the that's the local newspaper here in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. As well as you know, yeah. spectator to sport. It, it kind of has a lot of a lot of things. Okay. Uh, sin bin was on this the list. Sin bin. <laughs> yeah. Sin bin. <laughs> that's funny. Just going. Hey, hi. I'll be back in a couple hours. Just going to the sin bin for a few drinks with the fellas. <laughs> kind of like yeah. That. Yeah. By the way, back uh, to Charity Stripe for a second. I know it's a free throw line. Mike, what do you think of Charity yeah. Stripe? Mike's a great copywriter, so he he's he's a good evaluator of this stuff. I'm a little I'm a little confi- I, I'm a little hurt that I wasn't asked. I wasn't brought into the brainstorm for these names. <laughs> it's true. You wouldn't get to that. I'm seeing a pretty funny exchange here mm. where um, where Max is suggesting we call the bar uh, People's Champ, <laughs> and, and our partners just said no. Was, was this before or after the song? I was going to say, has he been pushing this title? Like, did it precede the song? I, I mean, so 2018 was probably when the song came out too, right? So they kind of were opening at the same time. Maybe it was, see, you know, I like to do a big release. You know, whenever Arkells yeah. put out anything, I want a lot of, uh, a lot of gas in the tank there to, to stretch it as far as possible. Yeah. I, I told you guys I'm here to further the agenda. Okay. You know this about me. Um, the one I was really, really wanted was uh, second line because mm. I, um, that's obviously like a hockey reference, but also I was pretty set on when we started serving Cajun food um, because I love Cajun food, but everybody around us was like, don't do that. It's, 
too spicy. People won't eat it. So mm. uh, that I, that idea died before uh, it got off the ground. But yeah, that was another one. And then Bricklayer. That's a basketball one too, right? Oh, that's in- okay. So that's interesting because it has the Hamilton sort of working class thing to it, but then it also shooting bricks if you're not scoring any baskets. What do you think of that, Mike? I, I, I don't mind Bricklayer. I mean, but obviously like like laying bricks is a negative connotation in basketball. It means you're not scoring. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I know that's true. So, um, and how do we come up with odds? Do you remember, Nick? It's just on this on this list. It's like, what do you guys think about odds? Yeah. And everyone was kind of like, cool. I think, <laughs> I think in this process, and I feel like this is true in like music sometimes too, is like, there's there gets to be decision fatigue so sometimes like if an idea comes in at the end it's just like wow are we going to talk about this for another you know three days or are we just going to make, make a call yeah i remember we uh we, the our band that i was in before we were called pumps which was a great name great name. Uh, and then what happened was we signed with management and they they had been through a thing with another band that had like lost a naming thing. And so there was a band from the seventies called pumps from like Winnipeg. So he mm-hmm. was like, you have to change the name. I've been through this before with another band. Like they're going to come after you once you get the record thing. And we were like, we don't want to change the name, but ultimately we like, well, you got, you know, the industry. So we conceded and the process to, to change the name was just pain and we had the whiteboards and we had every iteration of a name and i remember uh <laughs> at work there's like this marketing term called uh, scorched earth which is like basically like just get your get your ads everywhere we're going to put it on every sort of like channel radio station everything and i come into a brainstorm for this like naming thing with the band and we're like yo no bad ideas a bad idea might lead to a good idea so i just heard it in this meeting and i threw it out kind of just to get ideas started scorched earth and the room laughed so hard at me and literally it has not died in like a decade that I wanted to name the band Scorched Earth. And I never wanted to name the fucking band Scorched Earth. It was just a bad idea to generate other ideas. When we were, when Mike and I were working on our, our heavy metal side project, like you, Mike, you post, you post Scorched Earth then. And I kind of think it, it worked. Um, we ended up going with Thrill of Agony, but <laughs> well, that was the proper good. name at the time. But I didn't want to yeah. let Scorched Earth die. It was it was yeah. a good one. Uh, well, speaking of like like I don't know owning a bar or even being in a band, are you guys okay with the like the idea of compromising as you sort of build something together? Whether it's the menu, like you said, the Cajun food, Nick, uh, or the name of the bar, like is that a fun part of the process? Or are you guys kind of like ah man, this is a lot of uh, extra thinking that I didn't want to do. You know, like for me, what was kind of interesting is like tying it to the band is like doing stuff with a bar was literally the first time in my adult life I've like worked with someone outside the band. Like I've literally had the same like four co-workers since I was 22 years old. And so it was kind of interesting, like and a big learning process, just like learning not only just how things work in kind of like a different line of work, but just with people that are not the same four people that you you know are used to working with all the time it does kind of prepare um, you though in a way because uh the band world is pretty compartmentalized in in a lot of ways because it's like okay we have somebody who does you know sound somebody who does like mike does some of our album design we have just like a lot of players involved and a restaurant's similar to that in that there's like there's the cook there's the manager there's the servers we have the landlord that we deal with like there's just like a lot of different people so like being able to work as a small business, but with like a 
bunch of different players involved. There are, I feel like there are some similarities. Like basically, in the band, you have to know what you're not good at and what is somebody else's job. You can't be like micromanaging other people. And that's, I think, the same idea as, as running a bar. Because it's like, I can't be in the kitchen and be like, actually, can you um, cut the carrots this way or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, that's, I'd be <laughs> unhelpful in that, in that regard. Um, so, okay, let's cut to like opening the bar. And so you opened it, what, 2018, did you say? Yeah. Was there like a thrill? Was it like, hey, like the grand opening sort of deal, everything that you kind of wanted it to be? Like, what did that feel like? I personally get like, my favorite time to be in the bar is when it's empty because you're not worried about other people either like, you know, getting their food or enjoying themselves or stuff like that. Like my favorite time to be in there is when it's like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and, you know, I'm watching like kind of a meaningless West Coast game of some kind. (laughs) But like when it first opened, it was I personally just found it like kind of nerve wracking or like just worrying about things going well and people being happy and stuff like that. yeah, I don't know. yeah, it was cool though, because um, we opened it with the intention of like, okay, what's like a, a sports bar that has like a really good drink mix, um, that has a good cable package, that's just sort of like a, a very like welcoming vibe to anybody and everybody. Because I know sometimes like the stereotype with sports bars is that it's just like Boston pizza, and it's very sort of like I like Boston pizza by the way, but like it can be very like a hetero male experience, and. I think I, even even the name calling it odds made it kind of feel like okay this is like you don't have to be that you can kind of be whoever you want and the menu is going to be interesting the drink list is going to be interesting and just like the vibe between like the music and the way it's decorated uh, and our messaging on social media all of that sort of suggests that like everybody is welcome and it and it felt like pretty quickly um, we had that kind of demographic which I which I think Hamilton uh, appreciated which which is really cool and also like Nick was really good about pushing programming on nights of the week that there wasn't sports happening so we had uh Nick what 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 are the fun things that we we've, we've done oh first off RuPaul's drag race is definitely a sporting event in, <laughs> in my opinion but uh yeah, no, we we tried to we tried to make it just like a little more kind of like inclusive feeling, like Max was saying. Then, because oh, a lot of times, like, and I don't think sports always has to be that way, but sometimes you know sports can make some people uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, so we just we you know like we did we had like drag bingo trivia nights. We had like a bachelor we had bachelor watch parties. I mean, we'd even like if there was a big election or something like that, we'd always like show show those on the TVs. Um, just cause also like fewer and fewer people have cable now. So like just giving people a place to like participate in like important cultural stuff, I think, uh, was helpful, but, but yeah. And honestly, some of those other things like, like bachelor nights and like drag bingo, those are, you know, more popular than Jay's games. (laughs) Hey Mike, I got a question for you though. Um, so a lot of our sort of, uh, fact-finding missions involving the bar have to do with asking our friends for their opinion on things. And it's a funny position to put somebody in because on one hand, you want to be a supportive friend. On the other hand, you (laughs) want to give good, honest feedback that will ultimately help the business, right? So, uh, Mike, do you think you're good at giving good, honest feedback to somebody like Nick and I? Uh, And who of our friends would you say is is the go-to and who do you trust the least? (laughs) Because, <laughs> because we've asked, uh, we ask our friends a lot. Because you know, we just reopened. Uh, we have a new menu. 
we're very excited uh, about like sort of the direction the food's gone. We have these like fun drink pouches. I'm, I'm excited these, to try the ramen. I am. Yeah. Uh, but, and, so, and I want your uh, feedback, but anyway, like when you, and you're in a creative field, so you have to yeah. give Frank advice often. Well, what, what do you think? How do you conceive of all that? Basically, basically the way that I approach advice is like honesty. Like it's like, you're asking me for my opinion. So I got to, I'm going to give you my thoughts. But I think that like, Delivery always helps. It's like, say that there's like two negative things. I'm going to find something positive to sort of start with. Like, I'm going to find the thing that you're doing good and I might highlight that. And then I might, and then I might go into sort of things that I don't think are good. The other thing about advice is if you can't change it, then there's no, there's no need to bring it up. Like, it's like, it's like if, 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 at this point, if it's like, if the, the boat has left the dock, it's like, what's the point in saying something that maybe you don't really, you're not feeling. It's like, Hey, that decision's already been made. So there's no need to comment. You've been it. good with uh, like, I'll send you an Arkell's video and then I'll be like, what do you think? It's done. F- <laughs> 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 and then you'll be yeah. like, great effort, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. in, in terms of like getting advice, Mike, I don't know if uh, he's complained to you about this, but. <laughs> Uh, your brother Greg <laughs> is, yeah. Uh, I fe- I feel like two thirds of the text messages I have with Greg are Greg just complaining about how expensive things are. At, but he does on. this at like ninety percent. Oh, of that would happen no matter yeah. what your your whatever restaurant you are, mm-hmm. or whatever pricing it is, you're getting that yeah. that complaint from Greg Veerman. Like I, it got to the point where I was like, Greg, like if you can find a place that has cable and is is like charging you what you want like what what he thinks the prices should be i'm like i will pay for your food there for a month <laughs> like like I, I i feel bad for him because i think in some ways he's looking for something that doesn't doesn't exist or hasn't existed since it's like a unicorn 94 yeah yeah it's yeah. 94 i think he told me that that i think he told me excitedly that that nick was going to price match it's like if he could mm. find cheaper wings mm. and cable <laughs> yeah. you were going to price match that at odds for him and yeah, i think I, he got excited at the challenge not that he ever yeah. found it this unicorn I, that yeah i think he like one time he sent me something and i was like oh wow he did it but then i realized he was in like florida or something like that <laughs> yeah you can't compare it to no american tax. prices yeah. yeah it's just like yeah. the beer here is only 75 cents it's like what they yeah. sell in america you can't legally do that in canada yeah. i want to ask you guys this too but one of my favorite memories sort of not too too long before the pandemic started maybe december was uh, a night at odds and i remember the raptors were playing uh lebron and the lakers and the raptors were shorthanded and this was right after Kawhi had left it was a season after Kawhi had left obviously and the, the the raptors made this sort of like miraculous comeback and won the game and i just remember all of us being at odds and like just so jubilant and so much joy and it was such a fun time we were crushing the wings the wings were amazing and i was like it was like it's like one of those memories that i have just just before the pandemic of like the last time people were like kind of hanging out there was like eight of us there and it was really really a, a fun time do you guys have a favorite night at odds um i really the raptors playoff run was really fun and and, and i couldn't even get a seat there so and it was one of those things oh, where this I, is I, a classic the nut i've never seen the nut more angry than you not being able to get him a seat in odds <laughs> yeah. like in text groups he, like he's like you own the fucking bar there's a lineup and he, and he was so upset did you ever get any of these texts uh nick from uh Birchall? not from not from helen no yeah, <laughs> helen and the nut are the same person for our yeah. listeners he has yeah. many names yeah. uh but yeah no that's so funny because it was I, that was actually kind of like embarrassing slash funny because the nut has got us into the most exclusive events right like if, <laughs> if we're talking about like concerts or whatever sporting events and it's always and then he wanted to come support and watch the game. And I was like, sorry, I can't get you. In. He's like, you own the fucking place. I'm like, oh, it's at capacity, man. I, I'm not even sitting in there. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> Nick, do you have a favorite night? 
Um, yeah, it was actually, it was an afternoon in like, in, I think it was, yeah, it must have been 2018 or no, 2019. Yeah. Um, my roommate, Matt is like a super big soccer fan. And so he kind of became the de facto, like head of soccer programming for odds in terms of like showing us what we needed to have, like what we needed to cover and like all the big games and stuff like that. And so, and he would, he's super supportive and he would come on weekend mornings early and, and watch Tottenham's his favorite team. And in 2019, Tottenham had a miraculous comeback in the Champions League uh, semifinals to to make it to the Champions League final. And so a bunch of us were, wa- Matt was actually in England watching in person, um, but we uh, we were kind of watching. And because he, he was kind of like a figure in those like, soccer games everybody in the bar kind of knew him and everyone was just so happy for him uh, and excited <laughs> yeah. that Tottenham made this miraculous comeback so I think for me that was probably probably it because oh, yeah. like Max I wasn't there when the the raps won uh yeah we were we were locked out but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't neither of you could get in yeah. um yeah and and so like one of the things that's kind of like interesting is now like so the pandemic hits mm-hmm. and then basically like owning a bar it's probably the worst time to own a bar is during a pandemic mm-hmm. i would imagine so sort of all of these like best laid plans and, and hopes and dreams kind of get put on pause and then now you guys are gearing back up new menu all takeout uh, and then the hope is i guess over the coming months as everyone gets vaccinated like people are going to be back to doing everything that we're describing yeah, I think that the trick has been, okay, how can we be operational uh, with, a, with a really kind of awesome takeout menu? And so we rejigged that. And, and we really, you know, as someone who loves getting takeout and loves looking at food on Instagram, we always think about like, okay, like what, what are like items that just like look fun on Instagram? And like, I think a lot of the most like popular places are like are known for a particular thing. And I think it was uh, our bar manager, John Rome and shows to John, he wanted to make, and he's like a real like mixologist. Like he loves like making cocktails. Like he's very passionate about it. So huge shouts to John. He, um, he came up with this sort of like summer spiked juice box that comes in like in a pouch. And, and out of all, it's so funny, Nick, like we talked about the reopening of the bar for months on end and how we could market it and just kind of get the word out. And we never once kind of really suggested something like that. But then John kind of whipped that out of his back pocket. And it's so awesome. And people just in the last couple of weekends have been like posting so many photos of it. It's just like a photogenic item. Um, And I should also... I feel like it it works really good too, because like, you know, the only time you can really see people now is outside and they're like very travelable and easy to like take to a park or on a walk if you're, you know, meeting up with someone for something that's like distanced. So I feel like that's probably helping it kind of um be such a popular item totally i think yeah Yeah. i want to try one of these we nick we were in a park the other night and we were uh, i could have used one of these these uh these spiked (laughs) juice boxes i feel like there's talk of a bunch of us getting together in a park is that is that illegal with lockdown i don't know we're if we're in a park it's cool right if it's for exercise i think it's fine yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we'll do some crunches with our our spiked juice boxes and then it will be fine um yeah, open the backyards. Hashtag open the backyards. But let's <laughs> let's get together in the park this week, and I want to try some of the, the spike juice boxes because I'm seeing them on social media. They're all over the odds Instagram, uh, and I feel like you guys have been posting them too uh, on our Kells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh, been trying to get the word out. It's it's been uh, it's been so it's been awesome to have have the bar up and running. We and uh, the menu items like our, our chef Jacob, he's like super passionate about food, and he's traveled like all over the world. So like a lot of the dishes are inspired by places that he's been to 
Uh, but Mike, I want to ask you, uh, you're a, you're a patron of the bars, uh, in life. I enjoy bars. <laughs> um, what are your favorite, uh, qualities of a bar? Would you say? Cause I feel like you are, you're a bit of a connoisseur. You're a simple man when it comes to getting, being pleased in a bar, but I am. Yes. What, what are your, your favorite things about a bar? Uh, well, when I'm in, when I'm in a pub, uh, I'm usually there for, I mean, I'm there for two reasons. I'm either there to like talk, break it down with a friend, try and solve the world's problems. So if I'm sitting in a pub with a buddy, you know, maybe peak or one of you guys or my, my friend Randall, I like, I don't like the music to be too loud. I like to be loud enough that our conversation isn't really heard at the other booths. You know, it's like, I want to feel like I'm having a conversation that is somewhat private, but I also don't want the music overpowering our ability to sort of break it down. Uh, if I'm there for a sporting event, uh, Good sight lines for the TVs. Uh, nice and high is usually best because in that way you can pack it in. Um, and for me personally at a sports bar, and sometimes you don't get this, is I want to hear the game. And that doesn't always happen, uh, I've found, in like Toronto or Canada, especially if it was like Leafs or Raptors. And this is actually a question for you guys is like how you decide whose audio goes up. Because it's like for years, the Raptors are like second class sort of like franchise in the city. We'd go to a bar and if there was a Leafs game or even like a like an Oilers-Winnipeg game, not even the Leafs, that audio would be up and we'd just be watching the the sort of the Raptors on mute uh, until maybe like the, the the championship run. Finally, the Raptors started getting their audio played. How do you guys decide on a big game night who's up? I know, Nick, you're like, you're a super Jays fan. You're very akin to the Jays that I am to the Raptors. Uh, so do you let your personal feelings get involved when, when it's the Jays? <laughs> How do you guys decide what audio goes up? I kind of think we, we trust John's judgment. John's pretty, like John's a pretty good uh, judge of like kind of what's, I guess, for lack of a better term, culturally relevant. Um, I would say, just generally speaking, the Raps are definitely the most popular team uh, in terms of odds crowd, like even like compared to the Leafs. So um, I think we kind of leave it to to John as to which which game is is most important. And if it's like, also, if it's like 1030 on a Friday and there's no significant like playoff game or something like that, we just like, have like rap going instead of ah. okay so there's a question you guys are in a very prominent band uh the playlist for the bar are there arkell's tunes in the mix no honestly i don't think i don't think the people who work at odds like have ever heard arkell's music <laughs> <laughs> that's why we hired like, them you know we don't want yeah. any fanboys no john john has an immaculate taste in uh hip-hop especially and that kind of sets the vibe and i think that's appropriate but yeah no no arkell's no i've i've been in a restaurant with you before max where like somebody's recognized you and then uh, like they've started playing an arkell song to kind of be like hey and you always get like weirdly uncomfortable like it's it, 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 your vibe gets all weird uh, yeah i'm like okay okay that's enough yeah. just, <laughs> thank you it, it's it's like kind of like an awkward thing it's like I, what kind of reaction are they looking for? I never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, yeah. It's like if your like mom looks at you during a sex scene in a movie. It's like, <laughs> what, like, what are you? I don't know how I'm supposed to react. Yeah, what do you want from me? That's so funny. you just kind of freeze and stare straight ahead while the exactly. song plays. Yeah. yeah, you check your phone if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else like about about opening this bar, reopening the pandemic? Anything else? No, I, mean, I think I think it's pretty good. I, we want to give a shout out to Rock, uh, who's our operations manager, dude, and he co-owns with the place, uh, the place with us. He's awesome. Um, there's there's a lot of thankless work that Nick and I do not have to do, but we got an awesome. Uh, 
group of uh, people that are that we work alongside with. So shout out to Mac uh, in the kitchen and uh, Jacob Wiggles and John and anybody else I'm forgetting. And the landlord Chris, he's been nice too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've it's uh, it's been great like getting to to bother them with all our kind of ideas and wants and needs because they're they're so like nice about accommodating and also being like we can do that but that sandwich is going to cost 45 dollars if we put (laughs) everything on like one thing i would say is i don't mike like i'm sure you've eaten with max before he is like the king of mods (laughs) yo mods and sharing sharing he wants to split everything you get half that i get half this yeah (laughs) it's it's crazy though like max will go and can i get the uh the chicken sandwich but instead of fries can i get a roast beef sandwich on the side but then instead of mustard can i get a spicy aioli and can you mix that do you have any vinaigrette at the back like and and instead of a drink can i get a milkshake and yeah like so they're they've been super good at like basically doing a version of that with us in the Mm. bar like as we like try to change a million things they're like so patient and understanding and and like whenever like you were saying about giving advice they're always like well well we could do that but you're probably not going to want us to do it (laughs) they handle you guys delicately well one last question uh this question is for both you nick and then i'll flip it to max what's the most challenging part about working with and owning a bar with max and then max you can answer for nick (laughs) this is good Um, this this is a great way to wrap it up yeah the most challenging part um Hmm. I think it's probably like with most things, like is like slowing him down. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, cause he wants say. to do so much all the time. Like he's like, like a million ideas. Is that what you mean? And you're trying to get him. To yeah, play yeah, back? yeah. 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 And just like, just in terms of like situating how those things might fit with like, you know, all the other things that are going on or like how much they might cost and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now my turn. Yeah. Maxi. Um, good question. I mean, um, the first thing I want to say is that sometimes people are like, you know, that like the restaurant business is like a pretty hard, unpredictable business or whatever. And I think for Nick and I, we, we went into this thing knowing that exactly that it's like, it's very hard for bars and restaurants to succeed and have like a good long life. Um, but we really enjoy it. So it, it doesn't really feel like work to us. It's just like, like, you know, you know, like Mike in our band just bought himself a 93 Miata and he just like loves the Miata and loves thinking <laughs> about the Miata. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Nick and I don't really have any interest in cars. We're like, Oh, it'd just be fun to be able to like think and brainstorm and like have something that sort of is real and living serves the uh, community in a particular way. And so we just, we really enjoy it. And I, I'd say um, the thing that, it's probably hardest about Nick. I mean, Nick's such an incredible team player in, in every aspect oh, of no, life. You don't have to catch it. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 Nick, Nick literally. No, no, Nick. Um, I truly mean this. I and mean, this uh, relates to Arkell's stuff too, is that he's, he literally, uh, when it comes to ego has such a small ego in terms of what will serve the team the best. And so nothing is like beneath him. So I've Nick Nick was like in odds doing a bunch of like handiwork or helping painting or shelving things or whatever things that I wouldn't do, <laughs> and that Nick uh, Nick happily did. And and he's like the first. And and this goes back to like you know the early days in the band. It's like oh he's lugging the gear in while I'm like doing an interview or something like that. So so Nick is like an amazing amazing team player. And obviously he's also like uh, the hot guy too. And he doesn't even realize that he's the hot guy. But. <laughs> 
Uh, so, okay, that was my big windup. Um, the thing that I think uh, is the hardest part about Nick, which is what I do as well. We finally got to the however. How, however. That, like, amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that, Erica can edit that part yeah, out. Yeah, Just get to it. <laughs> is that... Um, is that Nick can get tunnel vision on particular ideas where so, oh, where totally. where he can't lose it. It's like, but what about this thing? But and he keeps coming yeah. back to it. And in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it's a very small kind of meaningless thing that mm-hmm. Nick. It kind of doesn't matter. Like who gives it? And I, I do the same thing yeah. too. Like when it comes to like, but can we? But what about what about? And then you you talk to like Rock, who's managing the whole thing, and he's like, uh, that's like priority number like sixty four, like. <laughs> can you chill for yeah. a second yeah so i think both of yeah. us get into that mode occasionally i think for the most part we have pretty good perspective but yeah. we both the, have the been... hills i die on are pointless <laughs> and nonsensical yeah. likewise all right yeah well guys thanks uh for anybody listening like what do they, what do they need to know like i feel like oh yeah feel oh, like our listeners oh, yeah would... we didn't even mention this off the top it's it, we'll put it in the in the uh copy of the episode but yeah odds it's a uh, james street south uh hamilton ontario a uh, little sports bar so come by. Yeah. We're open. Yeah, we're open Tuesday to Saturday right now for for takeout. We've got cocktails and uh, beer and a f- food menu. And then, um, yeah, we're going to be doing more. Like, we're going to have a bigger menu once we're open inside again. Uh, we, we host some pop-ups, too, with, like, other chefs and food creators kind of local to Hamilton. So, yeah, just all that. Sweet. I'm going to order uh, some spiked juice right now. I also want Uber Eats. I noticed that you guys uh, have merch that you can order on mm. Uber Eats. I didn't even know oh, that yeah. was possible. So get a shirt, grab a spiked juice, and uh, yeah. Nick, I'll see you in the park. 20 minutes. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see you soon. <laughs>